I am Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I've never been written by a puppet. <laughs> Tristan Jones. Somehow I think Frank's lying. And we are <laughs> the Watchers in the Basement. <laughs> Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to talk about the sixth episode of the Amazon Prime video series, Gen V. Of course, it's from the world of the boys. And before I get everyone's thoughts on the, the episode, which was titled Jumanji, I want to get to some news real quick, because Gen V had some news last week, like right the same day that, that episode six premiered, the show was renewed for a second season. So it was renewed after only five episodes aired. And uh, Eric Kripke, who is the uh, the brains behind the boys operation over at Amazon, he said that season one of Gen V will hand off the season four of the boys, and then the, the boys will then hand off the season two of Gen V. So... What are y'all's thoughts, real quick, about the renewal and you know, the, obviously the, the the connection to the boys series, which I mean, it's a direct like they're like I said, it's like handing the baton off and they're continuing the race. Uh, Frank, let's start with you. What do you think about the show being renewed so quickly? Uh, I'm disappointed it wasn't renewed sooner. I thought it would be it would have been renewed around episode three or two. Like it's like they they knew they had it. Eric Kripke and, those, and Seth Rogen, those guys, they knew they had a gold mine with this show. Like, you could tell by the first episode and how, how it's tied into the boys. And, like, to me, it's not a spinoff. It's like its own monster. It's like its own entity of its own. Like, this show is so good, it can stand on its own and, and be, like, its own separate universe. Like, how the Watchmen is to DC and Superman and all that. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's that it's that good. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they got the renewal. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what this world is going to look like in season season two jumping off the point of, of the boy season four but i mean I, i'm i'm excited i just thought it would happen sooner i, I in my mind i thought it had already been renewed i mean i don't like rotten tomatoes has, has given this shit like a 90 some percent each of the last three weeks so yeah so yeah i don't know i wasn't really surprised to me it was more of just the way the boys the way they 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 fly through everything. I was like, this might just be like a one season show because they just have one season to tell the story they want to tell, which will then feed into season four. And we'll be going after that. Uh, Tristan, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it was great, great news. Like it demonstrates that uh, these characters on Gen V are not like these cosmetic characters only meant for this show. Like they do play a larger role in the universe at large. Um, as far as like having the, the seasons roll into each other, I think it's super ambitious um, because we know any, we saw with Marvel, like any slight delay, you know, we have tragedies, we have strikes, so all these different things can happen that can kind of upset that that perfect handoff between this show and that show. So it's very ambitious. So it, I mean, it's good to see that they're not just kind of, resting on it we got these two shows both popular both very good it's like let's merge and like really expand the universe um and i guess validated i guess in a way but like as it's just a legitimate universe that you know we can we don't just have to really focus on one show so it's good news good to hear like i said i was surprised it didn't get renewed earlier um but good news nonetheless yeah Brittany, what do you think about the news I mean, I, I want to say I, I called it maybe in the premiere pod that we we did about how the show had to at some point integrate with the story of the boys. So, I mean, it might not be solid line. It's it's kind of dotted line at this point. But I like the idea of the handoff from one show 
to the other and then back. But Tristan makes a good point. It's it's super ambitious, but there are things that can obviously delay that sort of storyline or or whatever may happen. But I think it's it's great news, obviously, that we're going to get a second season. I'm very curious as to how the story will develop because it's really smart. It's, it's, it's a smart strategy to get you invested in this world. And if you like Gen V without having watched the boys, well, now you need to watch the boys in order to understand who those characters are and what that storyline is about, how that has fed into the storyline for Gen V and then back to the boys. So it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant marketing, honestly. I, and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm very invested. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're right. It's like a, it's like an entry point. You can jump in and not have seen the boys. And then if you, if you like Gen V, obviously you're, you're going to want to go back and watch, you know, the boys, which, you know, the way people binge stuff, there's not a ton of boys, uh, seasons and episodes out there. So there's only 24 so far. Um, but, uh, good news in the less. So yeah. So we'll be doing uh, more, uh, more, uh, boys content in the future. So that was ex- exciting for us. Um, let's get to Jumanji episode six. Um, <laughs> just kind of give like a little, like, you know, s- like quick synopsis. Like I thought this was a very interesting episode, the way it opens, how, you know, we left off in episode five where they learned that, you know, Kate was also in on this thing <laughs> with Betty and she's using her, her powers to, you know, her powers of persuasion, I guess you could say to, you know, tell people to forget things or do certain things. and we open up this episode and she's, she's restoring everyone's memories, which as we've seen in, in previous episodes, whenever she uses her powers too often, she, you know, loses consciousness and we see her, she has like a seizure. And then um, she's like in this trance where, uh, you know, we see Marie, Jordan, and Andre are like trapped in her memories. And, and Frank, Dusty. And Dusty, right. Well, yeah. RIP to Dusty, which uh, he didn't, <laughs> He didn't make it. I guess if you die in the dreams, you, you die, right? It's like a nightmare on Elm Street kind of stuff. Well, rules. I don't think it's so much dreams as it is you're in her consciousness yeah. or subconsciousness, and she's still powerful even even there. You know, every broken blood vessel could <laughs> result in your death, and it did for Dusty. So, Brittany, I'll let you start off. What what you think about the episode overall? It was a fantastic episode. <laughs> I I mean, just the, to kind of tie in what I was talking about with the boys, that cameo of Soldier Boy, and you don't know who Soldier Boy is unless you've watched season three of, of the boys because he had a huge role to play throughout that season. That two-minute cameo was just wonderful. I mean, I, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Overall, it was really interesting to understand Kate, her memories, and and it wasn't just her and her memories, because the others, Marie, Jordan, and and Andre, not so much Dusty, because Dusty got kind of murked early on, but their memories are intertwined as well. So it's it was really interesting to see the links that connected them in in a weird way. However, it was mm-hmm. it was sad. It was really sad to to see their internal trauma right if you if you will and i i really felt for kate i mean i felt for her at the end of of episode five but even more so for this because she's developed relationships and she's still doing the bidding of shetty and 
she's she's not content with it and it hurts her every single time that she's had to use her powers on her friends. So, but overall it was, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Frank, uh, overall thoughts on this episode. Uh, before I get into that, I want to say this. I called it with, 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 uh, with old girl. I, I said she was a, a Jean gray adjacent, uh, superhero. I, I, I said, I was like, there's more to her powers than, than what they're showing. And the fact that she's a tele, 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 telekinetic and telekinesis, like to be to be able to project memories and all that, like that's she might be the most powerful person on the show. Um, but to go back to, go back to your question, I love the episode. I, I love how they I love how they they start the show the series with like you know all these all these superpower people and then come back and like give nuggets of their stories and they'll the origins and like all the all the background stuff that you don't you, that you don't see or have an idea until you until they until they unveil that to you but um God, these kids are fucked up man like these <laughs> this is some like oh boy dirty mackin like on, on on luke's girl like th- this is some this this is some gen z shit dog this is some fucked up shit like I, i'm just surprised that like, like, it's, ain't, it's not ain't, our generation. No, it's the other generation. No, it's, that's the, that's 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 the generation behind. Like, ain't no fucking way my homie will be a my homie will be a uh, be alive if that shit was going on amongst the crew. That's some wild shit. I know we'll get into it, but like, I love I love the episode. I love the actors in this. I love how they're. I just I just love how they're just they're spoon feeding you like all of these important ingredients to like what makes these kids so fucked up. Yeah. And yeah, so like the way they get trapped within her subconscious and in and, and her memories and, you know, we get to see like their own personal memories. Um, it kind of, it serves like exposition because none of them, and what other vehicle would there have been in this episode for, you know, all the rest of them to learn about um, Andre and Kate, you know, or to learn about um, Jordan basically complicity in Brink's murder. Like we've never known, like Marie was never going to tell them the gory details of how her parents got killed. Uh, so it serves like really good exposition for me. Once I, you got past that, because I, I was very, very confused at the beginning of that episode. Um, because, you know, obviously you could tell that they were in Kate's memory at first, but like when it starts to shift, you start to want, like, where are we? What is the point of this? Um, and you know, the point of this obviously was like them to learn about each other more, <clears throat> but this is all set up to like bring, bring them back to Kate, you know, like Kate is still a sympathetic figure and she's still somebody that they should care for and, and try to save in a way, because there has to be some level of empathy. If we can understand that the school is messing them up, it's fucking them up in, in some type of way. We have to, you can't separate Kate from that. It's not like school is fucking everybody else up, but she's, you know, one of the ringleaders. Like, she's a, a impressionable, essentially, you know, not child, but, like, young woman. Like, and she's, you know, you know, susceptible to them having leverage over her and, and, and doing a bit. So, um, big fan of the episode, um, the Soldier Boy. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to talk about Soldier Boy. Uh, after a very crushing uh, defeat, um, I, I watched that episode and like the Soldier Boy, you know, cameo lifted me all the way up. So just for that alone, this episode is like a good eight, eight point eight at worst out of ten. 
Diddle that skittle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, I have a question ahead, real quick. So while on the subject of Kate, of course, and, and Frank, you know, you did call it about her having similar powers to that of Jean Grey. We just didn't get to see maybe the full, full fledge of it. But I have a, I, I wondered, and I don't know if y'all wondered this as well, while the crew are, uh, are uh, in her mind, at any point did it come across as, is Kate still working them? Like still through her power of suggestion that she's manipulating them to some degree by having them relive these memories or, you know, could she even in her subconscious just be fucking with them for maybe a greater purpose that has yet to be revealed? I don't think so. Only from this, from the mere fact that one scene from last week, episode five, where she's distraught, but she's devastated. She's talking to Shady and she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm lying to my friends. I'm lying. I'm this, I, this is, this is tearing me apart. And like, she looked candidly distraught and like fucked up. That wasn't, that wasn't the acting role. That, that's her, like the, 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 the rubber's meeting the road and like, she's having a breakdown. And like, you, 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 you see the, the precipice of the breakdown last week before the, before the, uh, well, she, before she passes out and, and damn near went dark Phoenix on everybody. Um, so I, I don't think she's playing them. I think that's, I think her coming clean and giving her memories, giving the memories back to her, back to them. Shetty don't know all of this. I, I don't think Shetty knows all of this. I think Shetty still thinks that these kids are, 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 don't remember anything. And, and she's in case there has her, her, um her influence on them. So I think, I think that, I think she's now on, on their, on, on the kids side, as far as like trying to break away from Shetty and God, you and in the woods and all of that. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I didn't feel I and Brittany, that's an interesting question. I didn't feel that way when I was watching the episode. Um, I, I felt like, like Tristan said, she's still, she's a sympathetic character. And obviously we, you know, as we're going through her memories, we see, you know, we see her, we found out early in the season that she told her little brother, like run away and never come back or whatever. And that's what he did. You know, and she, I don't think she even knew she had the power to do that. So we see like, you know, Kate's mom and the cops, they're looking for her brother. And then we, we have a really great scene that, that I think we all get our share our thoughts on, but uh, where we see, you know, her friends are now watching outside the window, which I loved how they, they did this with all these memories where the people are there and they can, like they can interact with the, you know, with the other characters in the, in the memory, you know, that, that, that happened in almost every one of those scenes where these people you're, you're seeing this memory, but then they can also like, look at the, the other three and be like, Oh yeah, I see you there. You know, we're going to go after you or whatever. And you see like Luke talking to Andre, but specifically with the scene with, uh, with Kate and we see that, you know, she was like trapped in a room for like nine years and, you know, Shetty comes to visit her. And, you know, Kate's mom tells Shetty, you know, like, keep your distance and don't let her touch you. And, you know, then like you see Shetty try to get on her good side or, you know, try to, you know, make her feel at ease and tell her, you know, it's okay if you take off your gloves. It's, you know, it's it's not your fault what happened to your brother. And then she gives her these pills to take to make the, uh, to, you know, turn off the voices in her head. And, you know, you also get this see where Shetty asks Kate for, you know, if she wants a hug and you could see on the actress's face, like this is like the first time she's had like human contact in like almost a decade. And she cries as they hug. And it's just like, 
I, I think through that, I never thought she was like trying to, you know, screw over her friends who were trapped inside of her head. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly didn't either. It's just one of those things where you kind of have to play both sides where yeah. she could be using her power still to manipulate and have her friends have some sort of sympathy towards her, but she's still going to do the thing that she's been doing with Shetty. You know what I mean? Like kind of throw yeah. them off the scent a little. So, but because she appears to be far more powerful than, than what they believe she is, it's, it's kind of, I think it's just kind of a necessary question to pose because she's obviously lost their trust. However, in the end, Marie did say, yeah, you're going to have to work really hard to gain it back. So like, in other words, don't fuck it up don't manipulate us again and i and i think the what may have really been the turning point was andre's plead to kate he's like no he goes i don't want to fucking love you because you you, you manipulated me you 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 did all this to me i can't trust you again but you have a choice in this moment here and now because their lives are tied into her subconscious if she chooses never to wake up they're not going to wake up either and so by Andre saying, like, you know, no one before has given you a choice. You have a choice here and now, like, do the right thing, like face it, own it, do the right thing. Yeah. Oh, man, Andre, a hoe, bro. God damn. That's a whole ass thing right there, dog. That's, <laughs> Tell us that's, how you really feel, Frank. That's some Aubrey Drake shit. Wow. Like, that's We're some... going to go. Aubrey Drake. That's some Aubrey Graham. Drake Graham shit right there. I, 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 <laughs> that shit had me. I was so enraged just seeing like, like it's one thing to to to, to fuck your, your your homeboy's girl when he's dead. The fuck why she's alive, like and the smile this man's face and somehow how much you love this man, admire this man. Yeah, but who I, instigated it? I wonder. I, I it, it doesn't matter who instigated the fact that Andre had total control over it, like. Like it was, it was. Doesn't believe that Kate didn't didn't mind control him into into fucking her. That was all. That was all because he. That was all. That was all him. No, I know. I'm just suggesting if if she came onto him first or he came on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that it really matters ultimately, but like, it's it's just a it's just a question I have. <laughs> Someone say something. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting on the next day. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay. What are your thoughts on uh, the whole Kate situation? Her, her, uh, seeing her, you know, growing up, how she was stuck in a room for ten years, almost nine years. Like that's you know, pretty traumatic experience. That kind of shows us who this oh, character becomes. My thing watching that was, if you know what Kate said is to be believed in that you know all their parents pretty much uh elected to you know shoot them up with compound v or have them shot up with compound v what's the point at the on the back end like once you see the results of said compound v of then treating your daughter like this cage animal like if anything unless she's like demonstrating psychopathic behavior and you know just trying to do harm to everybody she sees like wouldn't it make more sense to try to understand these powers and try to like I don't understand the, the dehumanization of it after like again this was was this was not a choice that Kate made as a child mm -hmm. to have these powers like this is completely out of her control so like, I got it I don't like that like and again a, a consistent issue throughout the show 
and really through the boys universe is the role of these parents in essentially the mutilization of their children right and then on and then not being able to deal with the results of, you know the consequences of the parents action not the kids like yeah these kids are fucked up like they were their whole lives pretty much have been rerouted and and you know retrained in different ways outside of their control and they have they they're the ones who have to deal with all the emotions all of in certain cases life or death situations that come with it so another example of like one of the biggest things of this this show and this universe is that the parents are trash completely yeah. trash yeah, I was going to say, you know, Frank is calling, you know, Andre a ho ass, you know what, but it's really the parents that are, are that. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that was the first part I made last week. I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I think last week I said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, the monsters aren't the soups, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the humans. Like, that's, mm-hmm. those are the monsters of, of the show. Like, like, like they are the, they are the scientists of Frankenstein. They, they are the, they are the manipulators. They're the, they're the monsters. They're the, they're the true monsters of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to even expand on Tristan's point of the, of the parents being trash, you not only are you are you are you benefiting financially from dehumanizing and and, and making your your kids science science pets to make things worse. I'm sure you. I'm sure they were prepped on like they know that okay they're gonna be super able, but you don't know what kind of powers these kids are gonna get. You don't know if they're gonna become just superhuman like superhuman or super fast you don't know they're gonna become super psychotic like you don't like the, the fact that you're putting these the 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 physical safety and the mental safety of these kids in peril just to make a buck makes you a like you're a true monster like i think like look at sam sam is sam is the like sam is the benefactor of not only just science experiments but his parents if, if his parents never signed a dotted line of like one of my one of my kids to, to be super super able who knows maybe sam is not schizophrenic or maybe sam is not is, is not seeing puppets and shit um and and, and going on, on a murder's murder's rampage we'll never know because he never had that choice and that's and that's and that's a, the, the saddest thing about this show is that these kids don't have choices they're they're given a a scenario and they're forced to live with it amen yeah you know and to tristan's point about about the parents especially with kate's mom it's like you know it's, he's right like you you pump this kid full of these drugs and then it, to become a soup but, th- but then like you're you're treating this kid like it's you know like you have her in this like dungeon it's like wouldn't you i mean you don't care about this kid obviously anyway wouldn't you just go ahead and turn over to vaught or whoever and i mean i don't see like what what are the parents getting out of it like in that scenario it's like you have this kid that you're afraid to be around because she told your other kid to, to beat it and never come back yet you keep that you keep her like locked away like as a prisoner but like you're the one who created it so like what's you know like if you're the parent it's like what are you doing like what? why not why not send her to red river yeah exactly like, like the soup orphanage basically right. or mm-hmm. the other question that I, I wonder it just popped in my head did kate's parents inject her brother with compound v as well you know like he he hasn't been seen or heard from in in you know over a decade right but who's to say he couldn't have survived to some degree now granted we presume he's younger than her but if if it's true about the age when 
powers start to show, maybe he wasn't too far off from from having abilities. If I don't know, that's a whole other situation right there. But it would be yeah. a pretty cool plot twist if at some point Caleb, which is the brother, uh, pops back up into her life or something, and boom, he's a soup and he's out for revenge. You know what I mean? Like that would that would be really interesting. Yeah, that's that's could be explored in season two of Gen V. <laughs> I I have a question for for y'all, man. And like this question came to me while I was watching it. I watched it this morning. Um, seeing, knowing what you know, and like knowing like the the involvement of the parents and like and like how how much of 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 a lack of choices these kids had. Do you have a newfound empathy for Homelander now? Now knowing what what we see now. Ooh, that is. I had, I guess, I had some empathy at the beginning. Like once we kind of found out a lot of his backstory and how he was created. Yeah, you have. Yeah, but like, there's a line. <laughs> like, it, it's the once you turn that trauma into creating trauma for other people, innocent people, then that line goes out the window. But. Yeah, of course. Like we, uh, the, I, I think a big part of uh, uh, undercurrent of this, these shows are that we should have empathy for pretty much all these people, right? Like very few of them, if any, chose this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they've been kind of pimped and uh, prodded scientifically and all these different things, like dehumanized in every situation to become this. You know this image or become like these, these beacons of superhero dumb if that, that's not even a word but like <laughs> sounds good though it sounds good yeah I it believe it. Great. I, I, superhero dumb um <laughs> so yeah and and how can you really they're all fucked up even the adults on the boys they're fucked up like just like we see basically like you know we talk about people who have been child stars you know, mm. you look at Britney Spears and like all the different he mental health things that come with it. They have to deal with all these things. Plus, there's nowhere, there's literally nowhere for them to hide. There's a tower that everybody, everybody knows where it's at. You know, it's a, they're like a zoo, uh, except they get to go out and live lives, but they never really get to live like normal lives as humans because that's not the part that gets emphasized. It's always the, the soup part. So, yeah, of course, you, we should have empathy for all these people, all these soups, all these people involved. Um, to the the extent to which we should have empathy depends on what they do with, you know, their their powers or the trauma that they have to deal with. I I struggle I struggle with the with the line, and I'm not this, not not to disagree with you, T, because you make compelling points. I I think the I watched this episode twice, and like the more I watch this episode, it takes me back to the boys. Like, I don't know, if there is a line for like a lot of these heroes because like a lot of these superheroes because like if you're homelander dude like your genetic material came from <laughs> another psychotic superhero mm -hmm. so it's like the line's not existent at this point like you were you were born from a from a from the genetic material of a crazy motherfucker who's already crazy like there was no and then on top of that you, you didn't have parents you grew up in a fucking science lab you know what I'm saying? You was manipulated from the time you was a you was you was an embryo. And it's like, and I'm not, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to 
you know, forget all these things at home that I did. He's he's a he's a fucking maniac. But they created this maniac. Is my point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of hard to have a line for somebody who who was born on the line, <laughs> like 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 the like the line was never created for him because like he didn't have a shot to be his own person. And it's like and like you know, there's there's, there's always been scientific research to show you you know people who who um didn't grow with you know one parent or two parents. This, this man had no parents. He was he was literally raised by science and by 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 a corporation who wanted to profit off of him. It's kind of like I I struggle with it, man. I really do. Like with the superhero villains, is like they didn't choose to be villains. They were they were given they were given this they were, they were given their their fate by by these people who try to make a buck off of them, including the people in the seven. My one rebuttal to that is that Homelander. We've also seen Homelander have the capacity to feel. And if you have the capacity to feel, then there's some type of moral compass within you somewhere, either because it's baked into your DNA like humans are, or it's a, you develop it as a, a, uh, after certain circumstances, right? Like the circumstances determine, oh, hey, here's a moral black, white, here's a moral right, wrong, the gray area, so on and so forth. So yeah, everything, like they absolutely created him and maybe they did not know exactly what they're creating, but they profited off of him. So like, they're absolutely complicit 100%. But like, eat whatever he is, human soup, there's something there that he should, he he absolutely understands what he's doing and he chooses to go over that line. So like, yeah, he was created, but we could, we still, he still has to be held accountable in some type of way, you know, Zan, for the things that he's done. And if we just accept the fact that just because he was created a certain way that uh, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but like that he's, you know, absolved of those things, then we lose that moral line too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. gotta be held accountable, even though, yeah, you're a certified, you know, maniac, maniacal creation. Yeah. I'm just going to say the very fact that after finding out that, what the fuck was her name? Uh, storm, storm person. Stormfront. Uh, Miss- Mrs. Vaught was a fucking Nazi and he still chose to stay with her and and emphasis on word chose. He made a choice. Okay. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. And this is, you know, piggybacking off what Tristan is saying, of course, if you can feel something, then you have a working understanding of right and wrong gray area, that kind of thing. But he made that choice to continue being a god in his in his own mind, being with the woman whose husband created the thing that created them as to be soups. And while he might not have agreed with with her ideology about, you know, the Nazis and, you know, this and that, what have you, he still was with her. So <laughs> that Homelander, doesn't read well in my book. <laughs> Homelander. Reminds me, reminds me a lot of Alexander the Great from this standpoint. Vault mm-hmm. was Olympus. Olympus was was Alexander the Great's mother. From the from the day that Alexander the Great was born, he was told he was a god. He was told this. He was developed to be this. Like he was, he was, he he was. That was his. That was his main thesis of his life. And from the from the time the Homelander was was creating this test tube and and packages as he wrote, he was told he was a god by Vault. By the people that that 
by the the masses like when we when, when you're when you thought of this and uh, of this celestial being the 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 ability to feel is not human anymore because <laughs> like you don't see yourself as human you see yourself as as above above everything else and like they they created a monster he didn't have a chance like he didn't have a, ch a chance to even have like the human element of feel because like in his mind he's not human because i've been told i've been i'm i'm this savior of the world like of the world like he he's he's like the he's god's beacon savior of this whole planet like the the, the hubris that that you get from that you don't you don't have the 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 chance to feel like 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 us you know what i'm saying like it it, it changes your it changes your whole synopsis of, of a human as a human being well as a god <laughs> so Oh, yeah. Well, from Homelander, let's talk about his dad, or I guess his sperm, his sperm donor. Let's talk about Soldier Boy, who made his uh, what a cameo! His triumphant return, sort of. We learn that Soldier Boy uh, is Kate's he, magic. He told friend. everyone how yeah. Kate felt. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. He>, Soldier <laughs> Boy was uh, Kate's imaginary friend because as we talked about last week, the teaser for episode six they showed him and you're like how is this possible because of what happened at the end of season three of the boys he's still alive but you know barely so how could he possibly be back you know suited up in his captain america-esque uh, garb and i love how when he walks into the scene he has like a captain america like theme behind him i thought that was so awesome um Brittany, i'm just gonna let you take it away what did you think about the uh the cameo <laughs> I mean, in, in true Soldier Boy fashion, he greets he greets the crew. He's like, "Who the fuck are you? And the fuck are you doing?" Here? And of course, the kids are kind of like, "Oh my god, it's Soldier Boy! Like, what are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm Kate's imaginary friend. Her boyfriend actually taught her how to." I can't even say it. I can't even say it. It's so bad. I can say I can say penis, pee pee, and dick on here, but I can't say the thing. He was saying, <laughs> "Oh my God, he taught Kate." Diddle the skittle, man. Yeah. Oh man, thank you. Flick yeah. the, the old skittle. Like That's gonna be my fancy football name for next year. Diddle the oh, skittle. God, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I I'm gonna probably not have skittles for a really long time now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cutaways were just fantastic because the kids are just like you're really fucking weird <laughs> and it, it was just wonderful i mean again i think he was on screen for all of two minutes and he leaves a lasting impression on you but i mean aside from the the funny phrases he kind of was insightful to as to why not why but what was happening inside kate's mind right he tells them where they are they are that the lightning that they're seeing is really not lightning. It's blood vessels that are bursting in real time. Mm -hmm. And if you want to survive, you got to figure out like how to get out of there, obviously. And he was about to leave them with, I would hope some important piece of information. <laughs> However, he too <laughs> came to his demise inside Kate's mind. So I guess uh, she won't be returning to him for pillow talk anytime soon. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Skittle is safe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Soldier Boy, again, it was needed because 
like what other way were we going to find out or they were going to find out how to get out of there right like it, yeah. not just the comic relief not just the um abrasive soldier boy language as we used to like mm-hmm. soldier boy actually you know also provided like some little context about Kate's childhood you know some we didn't need to know but um no like he actually served as a vehicle to figure out like how to move that that plot line but like i, I thought it was just an excellent use of like just the soldier boy cameo um it could have just been comic relief and that been it could have been just comic relief and i would have been fine with it i needed it in the moment um but like he actually like proved to be a very valuable part of that uh i think lebron just got dropped oh, oh my god uh he proved to be a very valuable uh part of of that episode like even in like 90 seconds that we saw him. yeah uh frank you have any thoughts on soldier boy the cameo that was very creepy man um Kate's, Kate's like 18, right? No, I think she's like in her like 20, early 20s. Yeah. Okay. I well, think she's like a senior, so she's probably early 20s. There you go. Still creepy. Because someone looks like <laughs> old as fuck and like that's listen, he's that's... hot though. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but, but it's the pillow. It's not it's, it's not him. It's oh. Yeah, but him but him talking about it in that manner. <laughs> it's like that's that's like that's like old man down the down the down the down the street type talk, like about a, a young. It was just creepy. It was that was pretty cringy. Um, but no, it, it was it was it was comic relief, and it was <laughs> while simultaneously him being the keys for them for them to get out of there. So, it, I mean, I, I I mean, I I love Soldier Boy. I think he's I think he's a I think he's a funny comic relief character. But that shit was creepy as fuck. When he was talking <laughs> about it, I, I don't. That was wild. <laughs> And even for the kids to reveal to him at that moment, because obviously this is a soldier a version of soldier boy that lives in her memory. He doesn't know that he was recruited, you know, by the Soviets and, and he <laughs> has a lot of feelings towards that. I'm not a commie. It's like, I'm red blooded. Well, not like commies. I'm red. I'm red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not- part of star, star spangled yeah. banner. <laughs> yeah. Not commie red, but red, white, and blue red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just the delivery is is wonderful. I mean, yeah, he's he's great. And his little knock knock joke, and like knock knock, who's there? Fuck your face. <laughs> that's that's being a true red blooded or red, white, and blue American right there, y'all. I just wanted to give a little his his little uh, quote here. He said, talking about Kate with her pillow, she'd crank up the Jonas Brothers and she'd hump that she'd hump a Soldier Boy pillow. She'd raw dog that pillow till she saw God. It was pretty romantic. <laughs> the use of the Jonas Brothers, especially in real time now, what's, oh, what's happening God. with Joe Jonas and, and Sophie Turner is like, oh Lord, have have mercy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, a bit yeah. much. <laughs> so from humping pillows to just. Regular humping. We got uh, Emma and Sam. Uh, that was, I mean, so from humping pillows to humping puppets. No, there yeah. you go. There you go, Brittany. I thought I thought Sam was going to kill her on accident. I didn't uh, think that because she's well, important second, character, but yeah, right. Because like, for one, he's like powerful as fuck. He doesn't know, he doesn't like control his emotions or his 
physical manifestations, I guess, in a way. I, I thought he might split her in half. I, I was so nervous for her. I, you, I really you was. You think his his appendage is equally strong? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Okay. Are we going to talk about kryptonite condoms or what's going on here? Is this where we're going? <laughs> I wonder why it is that that Sam sees not qu not quite reality, but sees yeah. uh, puppets, right? You know, even though he's he's in the moment, obviously he he's he's enjoying the moment, but then it flashes to puppet version of Emma, and he's able to kind of snap out of it, come back to reality, and then we have a a very Titanic moment of the hand on on a on a glass, you know, coming down, and I'm like, okay, which is. Sure. I wonder. That. I wonder if Sam was already schizophrenic before the compound V. And I, I don't. I, I, somebody might have asked this last week, but like, mm -hmm. I wonder if the compound V just enhanced dramatically. It's kind of like triple because that's the, the ah, severe um, schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, to where you like, at any moment you can you know are processing, you know, fake you know artificial life and real life at the same time um so i wonder like i, I wonder if, if another thing we find out is that compound v just really extends or enhances like things that you already have you know what i'm saying if like that's the key to finding out like what you know what these powers have like if you were predisposed to like you know having sex with animals like <laughs> you got compound v and became invisible like does that like then enhance like your proclivity to want to sleep with animals and stuff like that so i so wonder you're, you're saying tech night well no it was the brain cancer that caused it but if he didn't have the brain cancer and his obsessions with <laughs> poles poles <laughs> and compound v would have enhanced that yeah so like maybe he was always meant to be a sicko well, that that wouldn't be far, but you know, it, <laughs> obviously you're on you're on something about the compound V and and obviously how the body behaves with it, given what we learned in this episode about the woods. But mm. we'll we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No, we However, can, if we don't talk about it now. We can jump to it. That's fine because, as you mentioned, Brittany, we see that you know Doctor we see Doctor Cardoza and Shetty, he is testing his virus on 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 a soup. Her name is Betsy. Mm -hmm. and the virus is designed where it only affects soups we see like you know he says it attaches to the compound being their blood and he says it's a way that we can con compassionately control soups and he gives her this 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 uh i don't know if it's by injection or whatever but she's very sick right she's very sick she still has some control of some powers but you know they're obviously um you know they have control of her and then shetty's like you know let's let's concentrate the dose let's see how far we can push this. And then we get to the end of the episode and Betsy's died. She died. And, um, you know, Cardoza pretty horrifically. Yeah. She looked really bad. And Cardoza, you know, earlier in the episode, he was ready to submit his report to Vaught. He's like, Hey, I finally figured it out. We have a way to control them, this virus. And, you know, Shetty was like, no, that's not good enough. And then, you know, after, you know, finding out that they've killed this, this soup, you know, Shetty's like, let's make it contagious. And I mean, that's, the ending of this episode is like a banger ending because she like turns the camera and she's like, she's like, now she's like, can we make this 
now can you make it contagious? Like the music hits and it's like, wow, she is like, this is a super evil person. Um, go for so, it. So a couple things. And then yeah. I'm going to turn, I'm going to pose a question to y'all. So it's, it's a really interesting turn of events given the boys, Gen V soups exists in, in a, a world where it's, you know, widely accepted humans create compound V, right? Humans inject V in babies. Babies in turn grow up being soups or believing that they were born this way. doesn't matter. But soups end up working for humans. Humans create virus to make soups sick. Soups die from the virus. Humans want to make virus contagious to soups. Like human beings truly are the monsters in this world. Like <laughs> I know we've talked about this endlessly before, but like, I want to pose this question to y'all. I'm going to start with Frank because it seems from what little we do know about Shetty. She, in the very beginning of the, of the series said that she was hired by Vought to solve problems. Right. Don't really know what the problem is, but now we're kind of getting a better understanding of it. She also made made a comment about how she had a daughter right once upon a time given the fact that she wanted to enhance this virus right and they've successfully killed a soup with the virus now she wants to make it contagious do you think that her agenda and being hired by Vought has something to do with maybe the daughter that she no longer has do you think maybe her she injected her daughter with v and that daughter is no longer with us as a result of it. Or no longer under her control. That's another I, good, great point. I don't, I, I think the way that she phrased, I had a daughter was vague enough for, for us to be able to make an assumption or draw a conclusion that that daughter is still alive, mm -hmm. but that daughter and her are not aligned in some type of way. Um, okay. Which leaves, again, leaves room for us to speculate about the, who could possibly, who have we seen in this universe that could possibly be her her daughter and also be young Marie's benefactor at the same time. Like, so yeah. um, I'm very curious as to like the, the purpose of making this disease contagious. Like I'm just kind of seeing where you're going, like the wheels that are spinning, Brittany, like if it has something to do with her daughter um, is, I don't know, like, I, is this like, does Vaught have some type of leverage over her? Um, like, what is it like, again, like if you work at a place where you treat and, and work with and, um, build up soups, what would be the purpose of having a disease that eradicates soups? You know, unless, yeah. you know, Vard is trying to find a way to get like soups more under control because, you know, season three of the boys show said that soups are completely, completely out of control, uh, more so than they were in the previous two seasons. I don't know. That was that was a banger, like you said, banger cliffhanger because <laughs> like the, the, the possibilities are endless as to like where they go with that. Frank, do you think it, it could be a, a personal vendetta of Shetty to make <clears throat> this virus contagious and therefore taking out soups and, and, and kind of just spitballing here? Are they creating this virus to wean out the problematic soups? Hmm. I think it's, I think it's one of two things. I think her daughter died in the hands of a soup, 
and I think she's probably angry and wants to and and in some form of fashion wants to destroy soups or decimate them. Or my second my second prediction, I think that she's working closely with the future vice president of the United States and creating hysteria and propaganda um, for political gain and, 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 and political influence amongst the human people. Um, because remember how the boys ended? Mm-hmm. Remember how Homeland killed old buddy from the crowd and like that that crowd went nuts mm-hmm. and became like fans of Homelander. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shetty and um and Veronica are trying to offset that and create hysteria to show hey you know Homeland is doing this but like hey if if we're not careful we could be mm-hmm. next kind of like how the pretty much the whole thing with whole theme of X-Men or how humans hate mutants and how Right. Humans think mutants are, are, are so powerful and, and dangerous and like and, and and need to be controlled. I think Shetty is, is trying to create that same that, that that same scenario to create hysteria with the human race. Uh, those are really really great points, and I hadn't considered uh, the X Men kind of analogy because at one point in in one of the movies, there's like this anti mutant miracle shot that basically makes you normal right and and a lot of the soups who i say soups hello mutants. x-men last stand yeah yeah mm-hmm. a lot of the mutants who have powers that they don't feel maybe are, are beneficial like rogue you know she can't touch someone without taking their life force or or their powers or whatever right she would be one of the first to go and get that that injection because her powers are no good right Maybe Marie would feel the same way because her blood powers have caused a lot of harm. Now we're seeing it, it develop, right? She was able to uh, raise Kate's heartbeat when she was having her seizure, right? So she's still developing her power. She's still understanding that she can do some good with with her powers, right? But if word gets out about this like virus or if if Vought, because Vought really is, is a pharmaceutical company, if they try to spin it and say, listen, if you're a soup and you don't want to be a soup anymore, you know, kind of thing, we have the answer for you, right? She would probably be one of those who would take that injection so that she's not viewing herself as a monster and that maybe her sister would want to have a relationship with her. Because in in the memory, which we didn't talk about, her sister said, you know, you may tell yourself you're, you're not a monster, this and that, what have you, but you're always going to be a murderer in my eyes. And that's heavy. That's heavy for any person to hear. That's that's a great point. That's a great point. I, I think it's I think it's laying seeds because Kate and Marie both look like they're well, more so Kate. Um, they they look like they're they regret being a, a uh, super able and and now with this memory, you know, being to, uh, thought to the, brought to the forefront, with Marie. Not only, not only is that is that PTSD and like she's she's um she's really she feels bad, but she's embarrassed because now her friends, her comrades see her origin story. It's one thing to tell people like what happened; it's nothing to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a level of embarrassment of like this is how my powers manifested. I killed you know my loved ones, and like and like she she's already distraught that her sister sees her as a monster. She may think her friends might see her as a monster as well. You know, so um, Kate and Mary both may may be one of those 
those two subjects to be like, you know what, I don't want these powers. They've caused more harm than good. You know what I'm saying? And and that could that could play a part into this this virus that this controllable virus that um that Shady's trying to create with the scientists. So yeah. How does that help Vought though? Like <laughs> I don't think Vought they... knows about it though. I don't think Vought uh, knows about it. They may not know it yeah. just yet, but the suggestion that, that I have about maybe they're going to use that virus to eliminate soups that have those problematic powers and you know if if this if this show is going to hand off to season four of the boys mm -hmm. and the boys huey butcher and them catch wind of it maybe they're going to try to acquire the virus that way they can give it to homelander i don't know i'm, I'm just like you know just thinking out loud here of course but it, it wouldn't be 100 percent surprising if that would be like the new kind of plot line yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because given you know how powerful Homelander is, and I mean, there's so many other soups also in the world, but I think that the virus is a way to kind of level the playing field. But you're right. It doesn't really help Vought if they're in the superhero business to kill their superheroes. Um, but then again, if they don't if they don't really know about it, then that's, that's an interesting wrinkle to it. It's uh, But you, you have to think, like, introducing this in the episode six of this series, it's going to carry over to season four of the boys, I would think. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the, the shady things that were going on in Sage Grove, mm -hmm. obviously trying to inject compound V in adults, as opposed to babies. Uh, some was successful. Some wasn't right. Yeah. So I, I think the virus could be a potential answer to those that are problematic. I mean, because obviously between Luke and mm -hmm. Sam, both incredibly strong boys incredibly strong superheroes they're using their blood to augment uh you know uh, all all that they're doing so it's it's uh i don't know it's it's really it's very interesting i'm i'm really interested to see just the direction that all this is gonna gonna take and we did see a memory where we saw they were taking blood from sam and giving it to luke to make him more mm -hmm. powerful and they had they had kate in there because when luke would wake up she would have to go over and tell him like your brother's dead. Go to sleep. Forget about this. Like just she had to do that over and over and over. Jeez, the mental, mm. yeah. mental toll. Mm -hmm. But just before that, we we get let's get to Jordan's memory. Now this is coming. We mentioned earlier how we got to see like the meet cute between Kate and Luke. They met in a class, and you know Andre is very uncomfortable because he was you know he was with uh, he was with uh, Kate behind Luke's back, and then of course. Luke then like, you know, the, the memory version of Luke calls out Andre and then, you know, they, the, the three, you know, the, the, the trio of Jordan Marie and Andre realize that, that none of their powers are working while they're trapped in these memories. So they're fleeing from, from, uh, from Luke. You're about to say Homelander. I was about to say Homelander. I was, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I was, um, they're, they're trying, they're trying to get away from Luke. They end up going to another memory. They end up right outside of Brink's office. And it turns out that's Jordan's memory. And you know, we find out that Jordan had had saved Brink from an angry Luke another time. Uh, I guess Luke was mad about, um, you know, what he it was, something, it was something about Sam. Is that what it was, Brittany? I think it had something to do. Yes. About the woods. And, okay. and he wanted to because he said he wanted to see Sam. So clearly he has enough savvy to kind of work out the things that he's being told to forget or to believe that Sam is dead. 
he's going to forget about the, the blood transfusion, um, everything that's going on with the woods. But it, it seems that he's not as strong as Sam is. And they're trying, they being Brink and, and Godolkin are trying to, you know, get, get Luke to be golden boy and, and to be drafted, you know, drafted or recruited in, into uh, the seven, but he's having these meltdowns, if you will. And he has to be uh, sedated in order to, to be dealt with. And Jordan had a hand in that. Who knows if I, I'm assuming maybe that was the first time or maybe just one of the earlier times that that she's she they sorry, they helped with uh, Brink and saving Brink because they really cared for Brink. They really wanted Brink to like them and to care for them and be nice to them and all that. I, yeah. So being complicit. Right. Is that, is that the word, you know, in, yeah. in all that Brink's doings? It, you kind of see a different side of Jordan in a way, but you kind of had an idea that <clears throat> that they were looking out for themselves. Even after witnessing what was happening with with Luke, it's like, well, if Luke's getting an edge, I want to have I want to have an edge too. Like, right. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Frank, what what are your thoughts about Jordan's memory? I don't. I don't feel bad. I I, I feel bad for all these kids. Like. This episode really does a good job of like showing like the Jekyll to the kids hide in this in this in this episode. And like and we have to be very careful how we judge these kids because we all have a Jekyll and Hyde in us. Now it might be in certain levels, but we all we all have that that split that split, split personality, devil on the shoulder, angel on the on the on the right shoulder type of type of ideal. And so when I when I saw Jordan's story, I, you know, she's you know you see the world will never accept her. And that's, that's a big reason why, I mean, never accept them. And it's a big reason why um, she never got, you know, even considered to be part of the seven or beyond God, you, because I think Ashley said it like, oh, uh, I do a sexual he, uh, human being, Florida, Florida would never accept it. You know, these, these certain areas of the U.S. never accept her. And but Jordan is like, you you weren't something about your parents growing up. We saw that we saw that the fundraiser with a father. You not you not accept them amongst the masses as far as like as far as like you know the fans and social media and like people who who want to see these heroes you know put on a pedestal. And there's one there's one white man who sees you for you know as a human being like as a being as as a special person. And yes, he manipulated you, but like, if that's the only sense of like, of some, uh, the only sense of like caring and like, uh, and, and, and someone who, who treats you as somewhat of the equal, even though you've been manipulated, you're gonna, you, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna want that and, 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 and hang on to every world. And it's just, again, it's, it's just another example of human beings taking, taking advantage of these, of these young minds, these young kids, um, for a suffrage gang. Um, I, I get why the kids are mad because they, they they see it from their perspective, but be on the outside looking in and like seeing seeing these kids is like this could be my, my son or my daughter or my or my little brother or my little sister. It's they're all being they're all being used for a selfish gain and like I I don't see them as bad guys. I, I just see them as kids who are being being taken advantage of, immensely abused, you know, to make a buck. And that's like that's kind of how, how I feel, Jordan. 
for me, it's like <clears throat> the, I guess the common thread, the common denominator between those, all those memories is that all three of them have something they have to grapple with in order to like move forward. Um, with Jordan, like they have, since the beginning of this uh, season, they have kind of lived under this bubble of like moral, um, this moral high horse basically. Um, and they have to confront with themselves the conflict of loyalty to this person versus holding them accountable for like the manipulation and holding themselves accountable for, like I said, the complicity in not stopping Brink and or Luke, you know, before things got to where they ultimately got. So like have that moral high horse is actually holding them back. So like in order for Jordan to become who Jordan wants to be, you have to accept that and you have to move forward knowing, hey, I was complicit. Now, what does that say about me, my ambition, my goals? And like, how do I change that in order to like really maximize uh, their potential? With Marie, again, like so much of her, her, her motivations and her being is about trying to avenge what happened to her parents in order to like, you know, impress or getting back in good graces with her sister. Maybe that's just not something that needs to happen. Like maybe you just have to accept that this was something, it was a tragic accident because she just did not know how to control these powers that she had just really found out about. And this is just a consequences of, of things that happened before and that out of control. And that she, in order for her to be happy and maximize and again, become the Marie she wants to be become, I'm not saying she has to put that memory of what happened to her parents beside, but she has to accept it and not let it like restrict and, and confine her, uh, at least mentally. Um, and Andre just has to get out of this thing, like his own moral high horse. Like he, he wants to talk about his dad and like the things that he knows and, and is kind of complicit in, but that doesn't make him a good guy himself. Like, like you, for somebody that you loved and, and cared for, you betrayed your friend, you know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't, you know, Kate certainly had her own role in it. Like they both have to deal with that, but like you betrayed your friend, like you, you have to bring yourself down. Um, and he's going to, he's going to need forgiveness for like the shitty things that he did from, from everybody else. So like he should extend that same grace out to Kate, you know what I'm saying? Is this, these are young kids. Like these are like, yeah, early twenties, but like, even if they were humans, like they were not, they would not be fully developed. So like there's still an amount of grace that they have to extend themselves before they can extend it to other people. Yeah, it's Bravo. well said. So the after going through all the different memories for all three of the characters, Jordan, Marie, and Andre, the trio convinces they, they basically they confront Kate, they convince her, like, yes, take responsibility for her actions, which causes them all to wake up. Kate's awake, and then just in time, Sam and Emma appear. Sam sees Kate. He remembers her. and He goes after her rightfully. Emma has to talk him down, which shows kind of her. Again, I don't know that that's maybe her one of her powers, but obviously she can connect to with, with Sam on a, on a multiple levels, but certainly like, you know, emotional. she appeals. Yeah. She appeals to him on an emotional level. Definitely. Physical. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, here we go, Brittany, with the visual aid there. They have our own tech night up there. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So, 
anyway, the, the resolution of the episode is all the kids decide that like they're going to go after Shetty. And as Marie says that, you know, there's no turning back at this point. Um, pretty exciting finish to the episode. Frank, what do you expect for next week? Oh man. <laughs> I, I will add one thing. We did see Newman was in a scene with Marie in the teaser. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she's the benefactor, which you predicted a few weeks ago, yeah. or maybe New, Newman just goes to, goes to campus on some like political yeah. rally or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it is interesting how prominent she was kind of how soldier boy is prominent in this week's uh, teaser. So Man, it's 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 so hard to tell. I mean, this this show is the show is so grand, and it, there's so many avenues it can go. I, I don't, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know, I know it's going to be grand, and I know it's going to be even more surprises. Um, I mean, we may we may get we. I I still think I still think some some uh some some effects from season three of the boys that might show up in next week's episode like because it's i find it weird they still haven't talked about like what went down with soldier boy what what, what went down at vot tower i i i still think something like something of, from that series is gonna is gonna leak into this because this is what this is what it's eight episodes right in season one yeah yeah we got two more to go yeah i, I think with ronica newman coming i think that this might be like the like the i guess like the the aftermath of what happened at Vault Tower with Soldier Boy and like and, and and the rest of the boys, so I think that may play a part in next week's episodes. Brittany, you got a prediction for next week or? I definitely, ahead? I definitely feel that Veronica is making the rounds because she obviously has political aspirations. That much is obvious. The conversation that she has with Marie in Godolkin. And the exchange of I I can't Marie saying I can't just pretend to be a student like nothing's happening here. So either Marie has revealed to Newman about what's happening under the school or Newman's already aware of it and is just playing the political game. Now, whether because she has a hand in it herself or because she's just waiting for the right time to expose I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to to read her at times. I mean, hell, I, I think we were all extremely surprised when we found out she was the one causing everyone's heads to to pop, right? Yeah. So it's hard to obviously know her her train of thought. Either way, Newman tells Marie that you there's two paths, and you can't you can't live both, or you can't uh, you can't walk both paths right you have to decide where you're going to stand so it's it's almost kind of like you know you're either with me or you're my enemy sort of sort of vibe in my in my personal opinion it it looks like there's a rally it looks like soups are are there and some kind of havoc is is going to be had and i don't i don't i couldn't quite tell if it was maybe kate that was being taken away somewhere it was it was it appeared to be like a bald young woman who's screaming you know, while inside a, a vehicle, there's an ambulance involved, and Andre and Maria are in there. There's a lot going on. A lot of quick upcoming. cuts. It was, a lot of quick cuts. Yeah. yeah, a lot of quick cuts. There's there seems to be 
a lot happening in the penultimate for season one of of Gen V. I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm I'm really curious as to Veronica Newman's role in all of this. Victoria murdered a bar to to left center. I'm sorry. It's one one now. Oh god. <laughs> I have just turned from there. Um Victoria <laughs> Newman, by the way. Um <laughs> my prediction is that Kate memory rapes Christian Javier and he comes back out. Jesus. <laughs> and we restart game seven. Turns yes. into 1999 Pedro Martinez. That's, oh my goodness. That's what's going to happen. Frank's um, hurting. Look at that. <laughs> I think that we find out whether Shetty is working with Vaught for some nefarious thing that they're, they're cooking up together or that she's work, actively working against Vaught. I think that becomes clear in uh, episode seven. Um, it could go either way for me. Like, yeah. because on, on one end, she, you could see that she's um, working as, I guess, in some ways, like PR, just as a fixer for Vought, uh, to kind of make sure nobody knows about Sam and as Sam's escape, everybody thinks Sam is dead. Um, she's kind of helped manipulate the kids to forget these things in a way that would benefit Vought. But the what she's doing with this disease, like I can't really fully get a hold on. Um, so either that's some personal thing, like like someone speculated, or um, Vaught just has these really big plans for what to do with these soups or or the the issues that they've been having with soups. So I think that gets clarified in episode seven. Maybe we find out who if Victoria Newman is Marie's benefactor or not, or just an interested party, but I'm very interested in, in, in seeing like the contents of that conversation. Um, and ultimately I, I think the Gen V kids like start gearing up for war against whatever entity. I, I think that we find that out by the end of, uh, this week's episode. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Gen V got a, a weapon of mass destruction with Sam, bro. I, oh, I yeah. take Gen V by minus eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I wonder, I wonder too, I mentioned this earlier in, in one of our other pods, if Andre's dad, Polarity, is going to be caught in the crossfire. Yeah, we, we've got to see him again this season. I, I For mean, sure. Only two episodes left, but they always pack a lot of a lot of content in, in the two episodes. So I just want to say, like, to to round out this episode, th I think this is this is my favorite episode thus far. Gen V, obviously, they've only had six. But I think this is like right up there with some of the best episodes of the boys from, oh, yeah. you know, I think the final three episodes of season three, I think every episode of season three was, was awesome, but the final three were really good. I think this is right there with them. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. I think Shetty working against Vought is really interesting. Uh, hopefully that's what happens because then you kind of have, you know, if, if, I mean, if we just find out she's like the big bad and she's working with the, the big bad corporation, I mean, it can work, but I, I think that's kind of for them. That's that's a little too safe, you know. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's more interesting if she's like, create, you know, she's like preparing to go to war against everybody with this with this virus, which you know that could very well be what her plan is. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the final two episodes of uh, season one of Gen V. So that about does it for for what we think about this episode. We want to know what you think about this episode of Gen V and Brittany, how can people tell us what they think? 
let us know in the comments down below if you're watching the replay we appreciate it let us know what you think in our next live stream so make sure that you are subscribed you hit that notification bell that way you know when our next live stream will be and also don't forget to like this video it does help out our channel a lot we're at 283 subscribers y'all so let's get to that goal of 300 by the end of the year make it happen you can also follow us on facebook twitter slash x instagram and threads at watchers basement you can use that same hashtag watchers basement basement i can talk i promise to help us grow our audience and we've got you covered not only on video podcasts, but we've got you covered for audio podcasts. So hit us up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you're following us everywhere where you find your audio podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate it. So for Brittany, for Tristan, for Frank, I'm Justin saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Diddle that skittle. Save the puppets.